So there is something that I hear more and more, and I hear it from agents all across the country, from Arizona to Wisconsin. And it's something that's been going on at their agencies probably since around the year 2020, but may have actually started beforehand. Tell me if this sounds like a familiar story about what's going on at your agency. It goes something like this. Hey, Dave, I used to have more people working with me. I used to have a bigger team. I used to have a staff. Things have really changed. Now I have fewer people here. I have to do much more work on my own, and I can't find anybody to replace the people that are gone. Now, sometimes the people left for personal reasons. Sometimes they left because they thought they could make more money somewhere else. Whatever the reason, my life has sure changed. I'm now so overwhelmed, and I am working now more than ever, especially those of you who work at home. Okay, does that sound like something that's happening to your agency? Well, that's what I want to talk about in this episode. But I don't just want to talk about the problem. It's important that we talk about the solutions. So in this episode, I'm going to go over a couple simple things that you can do to help hopefully alleviate some of the stress that you might have right now. So are you ready for another exhilarating episode of Planet of the Agents? Well, you know that this guy is. So sit down, buckle up, get ready, and let's go. Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast, Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop. Hey, everybody. It is your host here, Dave Baker with Planet of the Agents. Now, wherever you're listening, whether it's on YouTube, which I hope you are now watching the new YouTube channel, or if you're listening on a podcast show, make sure that you tap the little like button, the little heart, whatever you see. Maybe it's a star. I would love it if you clicked on one of those. And of course, make sure that you're subscribed to the show. If you're watching on YouTube, you know to click the little notification bell so you'll be notified every time a new episode comes out. Or if you're on the podcast, make sure that you are a subscriber with active downloads. That way, you'll also be notified. Okay. Now, as always, you know that you can reach out to me, but I wanted to make it easier. You can now go to planetoftheagents.com, where, of course, you can subscribe to the newsletter, but also you can click the Contact Me button, and it will send me an email. That was actually something somebody asked me for, so I said, great, give the people what they want. Okay, now, if you listen to the intro, you heard the part where I was describing something that seems to be going on at a lot of agencies. And... It's something I've heard quite a bit. I've talked to agents recently in Idaho, California, Arizona, and a couple different places. And the only time I hear that someone is not having trouble finding new people or getting new help is when they're a larger agency because they might have more infrastructure, they might have more revenue to work with, they're gonna have different things than a smaller agency. So I've heard stories where agencies have gone from having say 13 to 15 people down to five people. I've heard stories of agencies that had two or three staff go down to one person working at home, maybe with a part-time assistant, and it's someone who didn't even want to work in insurance. I've heard stories about you know small mom-and-pop or family-run agencies, however you want to describe them, where they would have the family, right? You would have, you, you might literally have mom and dad working there. You might have two parents, uh, one child or two children or more, and then you might have a few assistants working there. And those could be other producers, they could be staff that just do general tasks. And then what I hear is, hey, those people are gone now, and I don't think they're coming back. Now, it could be for a lot of different reasons. 
look, I know sometimes there are personal issues. Sometimes people just uh, don't want to work at the business anymore. Sometimes people hear about higher salaries they can get at easier jobs. Sometimes people want something more relaxing. And one thing that I think is a notable problem in the insurance industry, particularly for agents, and that goes for captive and independent agents, and those of you who are hybrid, I know those are out there as well, is that you might not be able to pay competitive wages. So here's something that really got my attention. I was walking by Panda Express, which I'm assuming most of you have heard of. I believe it's nationwide. It is uh, like a fast food Asian uh, food restaurant or casual takeout, whatever term you want to use. And they were offering, are you sitting down? They were offering on the sign $21 to $24 an hour to start, plus certain benefits. Okay. I have heard agents tell me that they pay or paid in the past anything from, say, $8 an hour to $15 an hour for uh, some basic assistance. Now, I know those of you who work out there at bigger places where you have a larger budget and everyone doesn't wear 10 different hats, you might pay significantly higher wages. I will never forget this time that I went to lunch with a carrier. There were two reps there. And they said to me, why don't you just hire like a quick assistant for like seventy-five dollars to $95,000 just to take a little uh, burden off of you to help fill out some applications or do some paperwork processing. And I was thinking to myself, did this guy just tell me to just hire someone casual for almost $100,000, not including all of the other costs beyond the salary? I was just shocked because when I talk to most agencies, I find that those are not the wages I see for assistance, whatever term you want to use. You could call them CSRs. Um, you could call them customer service in a different way or client managers. Again, I'm primarily talking about the agents out there who are working at home, working in co-working spaces, working in small retail locations, working in offices, etc. So I think that's a shock for a lot of people. So I want to talk to you about a few things you could do to potentially make your life easier. Now, you may have implemented some of these already. Some maybe you could take to the next level. So let's talk about the first one. That's going to be number one on my list, which is going to be implementing text messaging. Now, hold on. You might already send text messages, but I don't mean only texting clients that are potentially new clients. I mean also providing a, a basic or micro level of quick response service through texting. Let's look at an example. You might receive a voicemail from someone that says they want to pay a bill with a carrier. Well, you instead of calling them back and taking the payment, you could send them a text message with the phone number for the service center, assuming that you participate in service centers. Now, while this might not be available for all policies and all carriers, there are many carriers that have service centers. Finance companies also can take payments quite a bit. Additionally, there might be online payment options. You could send someone a link. It's also a way to let someone know that you have received their message and that they don't need to keep calling you. This is something I call in my course, establishing communication. Now, by the way, if you do want to learn more about my upcoming uh, live webinar trainings and a course, then make sure that you are subscribed to the newsletter at planetoftheagents.com because I will send out information to you about the live webinar. It's going to be really exciting. You'll be able to take it anywhere you want because it will be on the internet. 
Okay, I want to talk about item number two that I think is really important, and that is what I call template responses. Sometimes this could be called the canned answers. There are different terms for this. Let me give you an example. Somebody might send you an email, and you think to yourself, I'll just respond to it later when I have time. Now, does the other person who wrote to you know about that? Do they know what you're thinking? No, probably not. So I like to have a, a pre-made email that you could send out. You send it back and says, we're working on it. Please expect a response within 24 to 48 hours. Or if you notice that it's urgent, obviously you can assign a different time frame. By doing that, again, you've established communications. And what I think in my own business is important is giving an estimated response time. For example, there are some things that can be processed immediately, and there are some things that cannot be processed immediately, right? So with that in mind, you will be letting the customer know that you're working on it and that you have received their notice. Now, sometimes I get automated out of office replies. In fact, there's this one person, no matter when you email them, even if you're responding, you always get this out of office reply doesn't say they're out of the office. It just says that they're hours and a few things like that. And I just find that funny because they're not really giving me any answer. And I know it's automated. It's quite obvious because every email you send looks that way. Now, if you have the a technology and knowledge to build automation, that's great. And there's software that can help you with that. Okay, let's talk about number three. I mentioned it earlier. That's the service centers. Now, I know when the service center concept first came out, it wasn't popular, and it's not for a lot of reasons. Obviously, there's generally a commission reduction that is painful, depending on the size of your book of business. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is. Additionally, the service center might not provide the type of service that you want specifically. But let me ask you a question. What if you have 1,000 clients that you have to manage with one carrier? That can be very difficult. You might not be able to provide the real-time service that they need. For example, if you're doing something like a mortgagee change, what if you directed the company to the service center and then let the carrier process that change for you? That would take a burden off of your table. And recently, I heard a lot, a lot of agents complaining about the amount of work they had to do changing mortgages. Okay, next, let's talk about number four, how to reach you. Well, I find this interesting. People think, well, everyone just calls me, and I understand this concept, but... What if you told people about the other ways that they can reach you? Okay, let's go over some examples. On your phone system, when someone calls you, you could have an outgoing message saying, did you know that you could send us a text message at this number? Did you know that you could email your requests to this email address? What if people actually don't know that they can reach you in different ways? A lot of things could actually be sent by email. I can think of all the times that I received message after message from lien holders, mortgagees, and people who needed to ultimately send a, a document, but they didn't know where to send it. So they would leave a message saying, call me back and tell me where to send it. Then we would call some 800 number or similar, wait on hold. They would try to find the customer. They would leave a generic number. They didn't say who it was for. And it was a tough situation. Instead, you could have something on your menu system like press whatever number for updates to policies as a mortgage company or escrow or title company. Provide them with an email address, a fax number, a texting number. What an idea. So I think letting people know how to reach you is important. I also like call scheduling because a lot of people are interested in scheduling a time to speak with you. There will be those people who don't like seeing that link. Yes, I've heard 
people say that on LinkedIn and other social media. Don't just send me your, your calendar. But I notice that's more in B2B, business to business, not so much in business to consumer. Uh, being someone who works with agents, people do schedule calls with me, but I receive mostly emails. And would you believe that on my voicemail, it says, did you know that you can send me an email? Here's how you reach me by email. You can also send new submissions to XYZ email address. And guess what happens? I'll see the phone ring. I cannot answer it. Perhaps I'm on another call or in a meeting. And a few minutes later, I will receive an email. Amazing. Okay, let's talk about item number five I wanted to bring up. This is going to primarily be for commercial agents, and that's going to be automatic certificate creation or a certificate portal or a client portal. A lot of management systems do offer some sort of service where you can direct people to a website or a portal and their policy information is in there and they can make a certificate themselves. I like a system where the certificate has to be authorized by you or a certificate is not modifiable. So you make a, a, a primary or master certificate or a generic certificate. Maybe they can only put in a small amount of information such as the name and address of a certificate holder or additional insured or something like that. It's going to vary by the software that you have, but there are a lot of great options out there. And I am looking for something where I can get a deal for uh, the newsletter subscribers slash members of the website. Uh, so I am going to keep contacting uh, some companies to see if I can get all of our listeners and viewers a deal on some kind of some kind of service because I think that that can really alleviate the burden. I'll never forget this one time an agent called me and she said, Dave, I can only talk for five minutes. I have to make 75 certificates by tomorrow. 75, 75 certificates. I wonder how long that took. Imagine if she had software that had all the certificates made from the previous year and they could easily be accessible online. Or you maybe had a button after you renewed where you can click send all new certificates again. That would be incredible. I think that would be really practical. So consider self-service portal options. Now, I do realize some of these things cost additional money, but you have to look at it as an investment, not an expense. For example, if you were to spend $50 a month on some sort of certificate portal, and I know there are some of them out there that are probably hundreds of dollars. Um, I've seen some for $65 a month. Let's say you spent $65 a month and now two or 300 certificates are made online without your interaction. How much time has that saved you and stopped you from having to perhaps pay someone to do that task, which could really be done online? Additionally, I generally speaking think that people are looking to be able to perform some self-service or access things online. This probably applies more to small business customers than large customers, but no matter what the situation, I think having the option is great. I recently uh, did go to lunch with an agent and he was just, he just told me it was something like crazy Monday and terrible Tuesday and he was kind of flipping out about all the service work and I said, well, what are you doing? He said, I actually brought you a certificate. Can you look at this certificate? I said, sure. Why don't you make one that's good for the whole policy term that can be reused? Obviously, it has to be set up perfectly so that things can't be modified. And it, I'm going to give a disclaimer here. You know, I know certificates can be unique and different. But for things that are very generic, you can often use some sort of software to do that. He had mentioned his management system did not offer such a service. So for me, that would be a reason to possibly think about something else. 
Okay, now these are just five basic things that I think you can do to make your life easier. I'd like to hear what else you think uh, I should talk about uh, when it comes to this situation or do a deeper dive into, but additionally what you're doing and where are your pain points. So please send me an email on the website. If you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment below. I really want to talk about these things because we are a community of agents, right? Planet of the agents, the place for agents to come together to work, to solve problems, to improve our agency. And that is really the focus that I want to, to target. I want to make sure that our community of insurance agents is here to help each other because it's not a competition. It's, it's a team sport. We can all help each other because there's more than enough business to go around. And sharing ideas can make everyone's lives easier, more efficient, more relaxing, and hopefully help you increase your revenue while maintaining or ideally reducing your stress level. I just want to leave you with this thought. I was recently reading about the top five regrets that people have towards the end of their life. And one of them was, I worked too much. And I was thinking, yeah, you should be doing something that you love. And if we could all work to live rather than live to work, that would be ideal. Now, that's not an opportunity for everybody, especially if you're out there and you're hustling and you're building up your business. That's awesome, and I'm proud of you. But as you stay in business longer and as things change, maybe you want to relax a little, you know, enjoy the uh, rewards of what you have achieved. Okay, now, of course, do not forget to subscribe. Go over to planetoftheagents.com. It is mobile-friendly, and you can just throw in your name and email address so you can get access to the newsletter. That's where I'm going to make announcements. That's where I do make announcements. That's where I'm going to talk about the upcoming webinar, the course, the live series. I'm super excited about this because I built this from real life examples and I cannot wait to help you grow your business. Lastly, if you are uh, watching on YouTube, of course, don't forget to click that notification bell and click that like button and give us a little thumbs up. Okay, everybody, until the next episode, you know how to reach me. It's on the website, planetoftheagents.com. Take care, and I cannot wait to see you again. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.